Good morning. My name is Clarence. I am one of the Lord's angels, and these are not my wings. You see, there's a couple of things that you may need to know about, well, heavenly beings. Uh, one of them being that, well, not all of us have wings. The other thing that you may need to know that you don't know is that oftentimes when we go to visit people, they're afraid. Evidently, the vision of us alone is rather intimidating, and oftentimes people cower in fear, and our words have simply to be, don't be afraid. Something you need to know about me. Not only am I an angel of the Lord, but I am a Christmas angel. I remember that night so very clearly. It was a, a full moon, and, and there were all sorts of shepherds feeding their flocks at night. I, I know that because why would you be feeding your flocks if it was absolutely dark outside? And me and several of my colleagues... Uh, well, we came from heaven to, to make an announcement. I got to give the announcement. Behold, I give you good news of great joy that is for all people. Today, today, uh, today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. And you will have this sign. Test me on this. You will have a sign. You will find a child, a babe, wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Oh, what a wonderful night that was. Uh, we, heaven was abuzz with wonder and awe about what God was doing. But oh. I get ahead of myself this morning. I get ahead of myself. Let me, before I take you there, let me, let me take you back to the walls of heaven. Oh, heaven. I wish you could all be there. I mean, heaven, it, it's this place, but, but even more than a place, it is this presence. It is a presence of God. It, it's where He exists. It's, it's where every step is full. Every pore is full of God's presence. And He exists there. I mean, in heaven, in heaven we don't need a light because God is there. It's this, it's this gleaming light that's just unimaginable. And I, an angel of the Lord, I live there. In an existence with God and His presence, and I'm there to serve Him. My allegiance and my being is there to serve Him. He created me, right? Well, He created everything. You see, through Him, through Him, everything was made that has been made. And without Him, with, without Him, nothing that has been made was made. In Him is life. 
And that life is the light of all men. God exists there. This is, this is heaven. And it's glorious and fantastic. And, and there's the Father and the Son and the Spirit. And, and they're all God equal with one another. I'd love for you to be there, to, to know what it's like to enjoy the presence of God. Sometimes in heaven, there's an all-heaven meeting. And when God calls an all-heaven meeting, all of heaven shows up. And we gather around the throne of heaven and, and it's this glorious sight of every heavenly being that you can possibly imagine gathered around the throne of God and our ears uh, waiting to hear what God will say. God had decided to put into place a, a new phase in His overall uh, long strung out plan. You see, the plan, the plan was for God to, to have created these people, to have them serve Him and obey Him, and, and that heaven and earth would be so close with one another that, uh, that God and, and mankind could, could interact regularly, that His presence would move and live with them. And yet there was sin. Adam and Eve had a choice and they made the wrong one. And, and so there was this brokenness in a relationship between God and, and man and, and heaven and earth are separated. But God, God, you understand, he loves his people. And so over and over again, he, he just... He decided that, that there should be opportunities for, for people to engage with him in his presence. And so he said, I'm going to make a promise, promises to people like Abraham. And that promise to Abraham became a, a nation of Israel with Jacob. And that nation, they would have God's presence living among them, with them, and it was in a tent, and there was this inner dwelling, and, and it was just this large announcement. God was with his people. And then, and then it, it, the tent just wasn't enough, and so the people said, let's, let's build four walls and make it a temple. And so God dwelt among them in the temple, and he was with them. You see, God has never stopped being with his people. This was his plan. Unfortunately, people still sin. And they continued to sin, and, and God was patient with them for, for generation after generation after generation, hundreds of years actually. And he finally, he said, I'm going to send you away so that you can be restored to me. And he sent them away and he sent them prophets to try and proclaim truth. And, and all the people would do is just shun the prophets and push them away and, and listen only to what their ears wanted to hear.
And yet God desired presence with His people. And so in that all-heaven meeting, He looked at all of us and He said, I have this plan. I am going to go down to be with my people. What? Are you serious? You're going to leave the confines, the comfortable confines of heaven to go where? Yes, yes. God said to us that day in that meeting, you are going to be my messengers. You're going to make announcements of what I am about to do. I am going to go down and I'm going to be with my people. There's not going to be a physical temple anymore with four walls. Instead, I'm going to change the temple entirely. The temple is going to be my people. And when I leave, when you see me again, I will be changed. I will be different. I will have a physical body now and forever. And God will dwell with my people. The Word became flesh and dwelt among His people. And the Son of God, equal with God in every way, God, 100%, all the power, all the majesty, all of the light, He would go. And he'd be with his people in the flesh. And his message would be one of his kingdom, his reign and rule over all. And he would die to show them the kind of redemption that they could have. To prove that it's possible. You see, God, the creator of all things, he loves his creation and more than all of, other cre all of uh, uh, the creation that he's created, not in heaven, not on earth, does he care more than anything about you. Mankind, he cares about you most. He cares about you more than me. He cares about you more than the heavenly host. He cares about you uh, more than the, the, uh, the seraphim or the cherubim. He cares about you most of all, for God so loved the world. God so loved a, a broken world. God so loved broken and hurting people. God so loved disobedient and rebellious people that He would give His Son, His only Son, the Son who is equal with Himself in every way. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. That whoever believes in him won't perish, won't die, but have eternal life. And we broke that meeting, and I knew my plan. I knew what I had to do. I, I knew the thing that, that God was going to ask me to do. I was to make another announcement as the whole thing began. You see, there were these cup, this couple, there was Mary and there was Joseph, and, and God's favor rested with Mary. 
But Joseph, well, he wasn't quite sure about Mary's story. And so I, I appeared to Joseph. I, I appeared to him in a dream. I looked deep into his eyes. Joseph, the virgin is with child. And she will give birth to a son. And they will call him. Do you know what they're going to call him, Joseph? They're going to call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. And the day came. And it was time. And Jesus, the Son of God, 100% God, having the glory of all creation and the power behind Him, would leave the confines of heaven to become a single cell in the womb of a young virgin. And we all watched. Tick, 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 nine months go by. We're all watching. And we watched. We were there that night as the Savior was born. Born of a virgin. Joseph and Mary there. And it happened in such a way that nobody would have recognized it. Not anybody on earth, that is. I mean, this, this prince of heaven was not born a prince on earth, but rather a pauper, poor. You know, one of the great parts about being in heaven is the people that you get to meet. Moses, Peter. One of my favorite friends is Isaiah. And he says, he says in his writing, uh, he says of this child that is to be born, this one who is coming, that there's no former majesty that would attract us to him, no beauty that we would desire him. No one would know. And yet there we were on heaven's floor, looking, longing, looking just to see what would happen. The creator of the universe was born. Eight pounds, five ounces. Or something. And there he was, lying in a manger. The creator of the universe. The one who, who actually breathed breath into man. Took his first breath. <gasps> the one who, who, who established uh, the lights of heaven and the lights of earth. Day and night. Adjusted his eyes for the first time the one who is the sustainer of all of the universe, who holds it in his hands, who has that sort of power, drank from the breast of his mother. God had become a man. 
and his presence was with his people. And we watched. He grew up. He grew up and his mom had to wipe his bottom. He grew up and, and uh, he, he realized that he had body odor and zits. He realized that he had strange attraction to young women. And when we watched and, and we waited, you see, he, he was tempted too in every way, just like, just like you. And there was that young woman, that, that lustful thought crept closer to his mind, and yet he didn't. And he had greatness and power at his fingertips, and, and he could have launched himself in a, a prideful fury, and, and, it, and it crept close to his doorstep. It wanted him, and he wanted it, and, and yet he didn't. He was a hundred percent man. And God came into the neighborhood and he went to the other side of the tracks and he lived with his people. And he ate with them and he slept with them and he breathed their air and he rubbed shoulders with them and he became one of them. And he cried with you and he laughed with you and he celebrated with you and he played with you. And it was all for a purpose. You see, he had all the power uh, that could ever come to anyone. And yet what he was saying was, I am going to submit to this flesh so that you can know that I love you. You see, God gave his presence to you. You see, God gave this gift to you. There's something I know about gift giving, and that is when you give, someone else gets, right? When, when you give, someone else gets. This isn't earth-shattering. But what you may need to know is that in God giving you His presence, the measure of His gift was the longevity of its influence. And Jesus said, I love my world. And I will give myself to the world so that they might know eternal life. Gifts are measured, you understand, by the longevity of their influence. And Jesus gave his presence so that you will know the longevity of eternal life. You have an opportunity. Widening Christian Church, you have this unbelievable opportunity lying right there in front of you to give like God gave. To give like what he gave. You see, he rests with you, in you. You have this opportunity to give yourself, to give your presence, knowing that the gifts that we give are measured 
by the longevity of their influence. You want longevity in the gifts that you give. Give your presence. You know, I was sent here today. Why in Christian church, I, I was sent here today that I might challenge you and commend you. To challenge you to give your presence in such a way that, that the center of your being and God himself would come out and be given to others. And the longevity of that gift would last forever. And to commend you because you're giving your presence. You're giving your presence. One of your staff members, Josh, was telling me about something that you've done recently that many of you had an opportunity to give. And you had $30 to give, and, and many of you gave, and, and it wasn't just the money that you gave, but you gave your presence with it. You sat in your kitchens and, and you gave presents to one another as, as, as you stirred up banana bread so that you could give it to someone else uh, as, a, as a token of your presence, God's presence with them. You stood alongside of, of other people who were in the hospital, uh, moms who, who, who desperately need kids to be taken care of while, while they're trying to get well, and you came alongside of them and met them there. You made presence known when you made hand cards, uh, ones that you created and, and put gifts inside of them to, to put in random places and presence was being given as you gave those. Presence was being given as you were empowered to say, I want to make sure that the people that I encounter on a regular basis, they know what God means to me and in order to do that, you met their physical needs. You gave tips that, that were crazy, like 150% or more. You gave your presence. You met the needs of people in your community and, and in homes around them, and you fed them, and you cared for them. You gave your presence. I'm here to challenge and commend you. And I want you to see just a little bit of what that looked like. Why in Christian church? Your giving is measured. It is measured by the longevity of its influence. Give like God gave. Go ahead and watch this. Hello, Whiting Christian Church. We just wanted to thank you very much for providing the wisdom, guidance, and the funds to allow our family to spend less and to give more this holiday season. This year, uh, along with Darlene Foster and Kathy Coleman, we were able to provide uh, not one or five, but 20 of these very nice kits for homeless men at the Sioux City Gospel Mission. The kit includes a backpack, a brand new pair of socks, deodorant, toothpaste, toothbrush, soap, razors, a candy cane, some chocolate, and a nice warm scarf. Uh, these kits will be given to men on Christmas Day here in Sioux City at the Gospel Mission. So we just wanted to say thank you uh, for your kindness and your generosity, Whiting Christian Church, and for your guidance. And I'm certain that these uh, 20 men will be very 
pleased and thankful for your generosity and kindness on Christmas Day. God bless you and have a truly Merry Christmas.